0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. Pirates, vandals of Volcano Mountain, whatever it is, I will take them down. Because I am in a mood. I need to get something done, you know what I mean? The stone groove
1: my man you are the most righteous yeah right just get the fuck out man let's go shit come on and welcome this is a dadless old extra time show this is 60 minutes of fathered funk and foolishness irrelevant chat ideas for the pub the whatsapp group the school run the restaurant when you're waiting to order some food and it's taken a particularly long time or anywhere you might need to converse with another human being. The fish and chip
0: shop where you go in for fish and chips and they say, oh, we're just waiting for chips. And you think, what What have you been doing? What do you think people are going to come in and order?
1: A roof rack for a Cortina. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was not expecting that, but yes, that. <laughs> yeah. um, I... I am you, one of your hosts. I am Dan Flanigan. I am joined as ever by the Satori I can't even say the word. I was going to insult you. Then, satorically elegant, Jim Coulson. Now I know this is an audio, and but I just wish for the boys and girls at home, the beauty of the shirt that you are wearing, James, could be shared with so humanity. It's like a. It's a black shirt.
0: It's got some white piping around. White shoulder, kind of silky material on the shoulders, and then uh, two cowboys on horses on either, I'm going to say breast, and that's the technical term, isn't it? And uh, yeah, it's a shirt that I bought from a vintage fair 10 years ago, and was reticent to wear for a while, but then decided, sod it, let's just wear this in public, and,
1: and I've never looked back since. It's kind of, what I'd say, you wouldn't look out of place if you'd been line dancing.
0: I mean, I would certainly look out of place when I was line dancing because <laughs> I have no sense of rhythm or I'm not very stable, but... Your, your hips don't lie Jim. Well, my hips do not lie, no, they tell the whole truth. And but your knees but tell a very different story, don't yes. they? Yes, yeah um it's it's odd if you wear it i, I don't know if uh, people like a cowboy shirt um yeah i'm i'm all for them yep. but people's reactions sometimes are not what you want like I, i've always had this sort of issue with people who will just shout out you uh, you in the street and it's like what what are you hoping to gain from that i was wearing this once on a holiday in cornwall and i was walking past two um builders who were on a roof And they were like riding cowboy and then shouted that and it's just like i don't really understand why you felt the need to do that at all
1: i've got a bit of an issue with westerns right Mm -hmm. i think a lot of western films and the issues in them could have been solved by better town planning because they could have made that town big enough for both of them (laughs) that's true if only they'd been at the meeting. If only thought... <laughs> so the count- town council yeah. have got their act together, none of this bloodshed would
0: have happened. We could have saved lives. Oh, my goodness. The Old West would have been a much
1: more peaceful place. <laughs> Jim, what have you been up to since we last spoke, apart from rodeo?
0: I've been knuckling down a little bit. Um Yeah, yeah the school holidays were... I mean, I love, I'm freelance and I love the freedom that comes with it, but it also kind of means that you are not quite always concentrating on work because there's always something to do. Like you're trying to keep the kids entertained and you've got to take them out somewhere and things like that. So I have been uh, trying to deal with that. Uh, And then in the last couple of weeks, because the kids have gone back, I have been enjoying some time where I can just sit in the office and actually get some stuff done, and it has
1: been beautiful. But the stuff you've got done, is it actually useful, or have you been playing with that new sound recorder thing that you just showed me? Right,
0: well, I mean, let's let's see. People can make their own decisions about whether it's useful to be able to do
1: this. It's because I think it is pretty useful. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so if you want if you an, want echo, an echo, echo, I can do I can that. Do that. Or I can do this and pretend that I'm Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks.
1: Can you bark orders at your kids with that? Time to go to bed!
0: That's it. It's tea time, kids. Tea time. Come and get your food. Eat all your food and I'll give you a prize, and that prize is not making you eat that food later in the bath where you complain about being hungry.
1: (laughs) That just sounded like something out of Heidi High. You just (laughs) had to start with, hello campers. (laughs) Yes. You've got thought, Ted Bovis for the afternoon.
0: i thought always felt, felt, you know, kind of Ruth maddock So, you know, I mean, that's... Uh...
1: You do look a bit like Ruth Maddock. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, cheers. That's a compliment. <laughs> Another yeah. reference for the kids there.
0: Yeah, we're full of them, aren't we? Um,
1: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we were talking
0: about my uh, kids, uh, my son's football last time, and he hadn't quite started his first proper games, but I've been going to those on a Sunday morning, and um, and it's been... It's been really good. And we were talking in the last episode about the overbearing parents and yes. the parents get really into it and stuff. And I hadn't noticed that in the first game. There was none of that. It was really encouraging. It was lovely. And there wasn't much of that in the second game, but there was one granddad who was there and he was pacing up and down the line. And he was from the opposition team. He's pacing up and down. He's like, they need to do this. They need to do that. They need to do this. And I was like, mate, they're six. They don't. They're just out there having fun.
1: Are they just running around the ball like a, a group of birds? There's no style or elegance. It's like, follow the ball, everybody. Don't matter what position you play, just follow the ball. Last year,
0: it was more like that when they were doing that in training. This year, yeah. they are starting to get some semblance of positioning. It's a slow process. It really is. But they, they're they getting a bit better. The, there is a lot of bunching around the ball. But yeah. um, my last team have got this player who is just phenomenal. I mean, he's he's so good. And so whenever there's the bunching, you just know he's going to come out with the ball and then speed off and score a goal. <laughs> So um, they all seem to be enjoying it so far, but I I was talking to the coach about it and he was like, yeah, yeah, they're enjoying it because they're winning. (laughs) We'll see what happens when they start losing. So they won 9-1 in their first game and 9-4 in their second game.
1: That's quite a decent run to start off with. Yeah,
0: and for my son, who loves winning, that is, it's made his week, his month, his year. Yeah,
1: well, the the Saturday game my lad played, they got beaten 10-0. Oh. Yeah, demolished. Uh, but then they played on Sunday, and they won 10-0. Oh, so it, right, balanced, yeah. it balanced it out. Yeah. But it was like, I did feel really sorry for the... Um, I saw the game on Sunday. The The other team were completely demoralised, and some of his best pals were on that team. I said, doesn't it make you feel bad? He said, no, it's <laughs> great. <laughs> Spoken <laughs> like a true winner. <laughs> they are dead to me. Yeah. Take his knees. I can
0: I can see that. It's um they just get that such that enjoyment from it, don't they? That you know, this is it, we are scoring all the goals. Yeah. It, um in the 9-1 game, the it was a big score very quickly, and um they just let the opposition have a couple of extra players on the pitch because it was like, oh, this is this is not gonna be a fun Sunday for
1: them. Do they get to the point where if the score goes up to a certain level, they just stop counting because no one wants to leave, lose thirty-five nil, do they?
0: Well, I would imagine so. I imagine that happens, and I'll, we'll we'll see if it happens again. But um, I'd certainly stop counting. I had no idea, and then Seth came off the pitch. Goes, what do you think the score was? I was like, well, I better go and check. With
1: someone. <laughs> there were so many; it's God. hard to keep count. I wow, don't know. Lots. you're amazing! Yeah. It was uh, quite nice on the the, the Sunday match because I um, I was on holiday last week and the plane got delayed. So we didn't get home till like four in the morning. So I managed to get a couple of hours sleep, then go to the, the game. But there were three or four other Dadler soldi there because it was a bit of a tournament. So there's lots of other teams playing. So it was like, oh, hello, hello, hello. Um, so that was really nice and friendly. So we had a bit of a chin wag and a catch up. At the same time. Oh, well, that's lovely. Isn't it? it is football friends.
0: Football friends. It is quite a social occasion, isn't it? I, that's yeah. what I'm actually really enjoying. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm enjoying sort of hanging out because they're, they're parents from his class mostly, um, they've put them because there's there's so many kids in that year group want to play for the team. they have put yeah. them into three teams, and his team is basically just kids he's in the class with, mm. and it's like these people that I've sort of seen at soft play parties and we've kind of spoken a bit it's nice we've got this sort of sunday morning gang mentality
1: now which i'm quite enjoying is there initiation ceremonies if it's game bit like the hell's angels do so you like we on each other's anoraks
0: like <laughs> i mean we've not done that yet i don't know if we'll work because it's the first home game this weekend so maybe we're just waiting for the home game maybe you don't
1: do that at away games i'm not sure it could be like the crips and bloods and you have to be jumped in and everybody has <laughs> beats each other up <laughs> I mean, it could happen.
0: I'll let you know next time. I mean, if I survive, obviously, if, I might if, not.
1: yeah. If you if you show hard, if you've got a you know chin, otherwise, <laughs> you might just crumble.
0: Yeah, I might. I might maybe maybe what I'll do is hang on. I'm getting get my money's worth. Is make sure I've got this so I can get. <laughs> Don't mess with me.
1: <laughs> that probably was used in quite a few '80s films because I'm I'm getting memories and triggered by i don't know if it was the golden child or something like that but it very much sounds like top of the range technology about 35 years ago (laughs)
0: that's well we love vintage in this house so that is what we do that is um that's where we go for everything is back (laughs) back to the
1: 80s back to the 70s Let's see what we can do in the good old days with the black and white tellies and the three channels and the aerial on the back that probably would break, so you'd have to put a coat aerial in the back and biddle it around. And you've got the knob on the front with all the static trying to find your stations. I, I mean, it was annoying
0: at the time, but I'm, I'm kind of sad that the kids don't get to experience that nowadays. And yeah, the aerial because you you very difficult to find an aerial position. Yeah. that all of the channels worked on. So sometimes you'd be like, I want to watch ITV, but I don't want to spend 10 minutes fiddling yeah. with the aerial, and it's fine on BBC One, so I'm just going to stick with this.
1: It's the same with um, The wireless. I used to listen to a, a like a, a rap station on a Monday night, and i have to sort of get my ghetto blaster half out of the window because I lived in Kent, wiggle the area around, so just by chance I could pick up the the, the London station and then i'd have to pull down the um the window so i'd sort of sandwich my stereo in there because otherwise it would just fall down three flights and smash but I, I was committed that was 10 o'clock on a monday night i knew where i was that is there's no podcast there are there no listen on demand then it was and then you have to sort of bend your finger around to do the pause and record mm. so you could get the the latest songs ready for your walkman the next day because people would be talking about it. Ah, oh, they're
0: kids today. They don't know any <laughs> half of it, do they? They do not know. And in, in many ways, it's muscle, much less irritating and it's much easier. But in some ways, the struggle was part of the fun, right? And I don't think oh, I'm starting to sound like one of those people, aren't I? One you of those. are one of those people, don't I you? Am. I'm not sound like you just are. Oh, I don't mind being one of those people as long as I don't sound like it. But it's... <laughs>
1: That's the but, problem uh, is, but, what, is when do you become one of those people? Because it's does it slowly creep into you, or do you 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 hit forty and then you you sign something and you I'm, become a nagging old winch? I'm not sure. i like, I I think there's
0: definitely a pre-internet and a post-internet age, and I think that we our age group sort of you know if you're in your forties, maybe late thirties.
1: Early
0: yeah. 20s for some of us, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're two times early 20s for some of us. Um, <laughs> but we said we have that marker, don't we? Where we yeah. were like pretty grown up by the time the internet became a really ubiquitous thing, yeah. So we have knowledge of what grown up life was like, and you know, what life was like before that, which is a very solid memory in our head, but also. We're still vaguely young enough to be able to enjoy the benefits of the internet now. So we're yeah. in maybe it is that situation where our kids, who are all born in an ent- internet age, we have that very clear distinction where we go, it was really different. And you cannot even
1: imagine how different it was just a few years ago, really. The struggle I've got at the moment is I've just been kicked out of my girlfriend's Netflix account. Oh, of no. using for the last few years you know they, they make the changes so they you know, it's only going to be one household and i'd got away with it her no. dad had been kicked out because basically she's she let all her family use it so dad's got kicked out so, i've still got it <laughs> and i looked on last night they said you're not part of this household I was like, oh, ah. i'm gonna have to pay but then weirdly i was able to get it on internet. oh really on my laptop yeah not on, on my internet, because I own the internet. <laughs> you do, yeah. All right, Elon <laughs> Musk. <laughs> he's he's a wrong one, that fellow. Do you see, the news broke, I suppose, today that he wants to start charging everybody for to X. Use X. Yeah. because have got <sighs> a paywall on there. Fine. To, to stop bots, apparently.
0: I mean, fine, do it. There is absolutely no way I'm paying for it. I, I use it because... It's still a place where I can get quite decent interaction in some some ways. Yeah. But it's not such a big part of my life that if they start paying for it, I want to actually pay for it. I mean eleven
1: dollars a month you know. is not time well spent elsewhere, isn't it? Oh god, yeah. Just move on to something
0: else. Even threads, which was busy for about three days and then disappeared.
1: Have you heard of MySpace or Bebo because the kids are on those these days? Are they? Is that where they are? That is that sounds well dodgy by the way. <laughs> yeah. You got really
0: excited when you found out that's where the kids yeah. were. Yeah, I've been trying to track them down. <laughs> <laughs> I got rid of my MySpace account. I'm really I don't know why I did it. I just deleted it. It was like, like you know, you can leave everything on the internet forever if you want. And for some yeah. reason I actively went and deleted it. And I think I'd probably quite like the nostalgia of going back on that occasionally.
1: Yeah, but you could see how racist you were and how sexist. And right. You know, <laughs> so things, you know, maybe. <laughs> i tell you, weirdly, I saw this uh, ad campaign and it was a warning to parents about putting photos and videos of their, their kids online, which we are all massively guilty of. Mm. Uh, but what it done is took a look into the future when their kids are in their 20s and AI'd them and what it was able to do was to grab the videos of your kids imagine what they would look like in the adults and basically forge their their identities right uh, and there was this bit where this couple went to a, a cinema and they were yeah, watching all the previews and then this video of this like 20-year-old came up and goes mum dad it's me oh I'm in real trouble here think about what you're sharing. And it, it really made me stop and think, not to the point where I'm not going to stop posting up photos and of the stupid things my child does. Mm. But yeah, there's, there's a there's a dark world out there, of what it could be used and you, you're laying the foundations for Crippling your kids. There's a, there's a nice happy view, isn't
0: it? Yeah, there is. It's something I've been thinking about recently, not really with relation to that, because I'd not even considered that. That's just another thing to keep me up at night. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, I've, I've you know, I, I do quite, I have done quite a lot of videos with my kids, um, you know, going around Yorkshire and exploring things. The world of com. Exactly. But, this last few weeks i've been thinking i don't know if they and my eldest now is she's nearly 10 and i know she's probably not going to want to do it for ages and i don't want to like make her feel uncomfortable there are videos she still likes the fact there are videos of her when she was younger and i love the fact that we have those videos of them from when they were you know cute before they got attitudes and stuff Um, opinions opinions yeah come on get opinions and become independent people good grief yeah. stop that thinking yeah but yeah. i'm i'm fairly sure i think i think it's done now i think we're probably done i think if she's not going to do it which is perfectly fine i don't think my son will want to do it then that's fine as well i'll go off and do something else i'll just make a, a an idiot of myself but I, I always wanted to do i never wanted to make them the butt of the joke in it and yeah. I, um because my sort of background's in radio and in radio, you need to give a lot of yourself to create that connection, but you also need to understand how to give an all right amount of yourself without doing too much, without oversharing. So I know my wife hates any kind of recognition mention on things. (laughs) Hi, hi Jill. (laughs) She's not going to listen. Hi, Jill. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, but, it was quite a relatable thing to be married and, you know, and so I had to work out when I was on the radio ways to talk about that without revealing anything, without making anyone feel bad. Mm. And I see uh, some people on social media who have said some horrible things about their own kids. And I just think there is going to be a point where they're going to look back and they might well see that. Yeah. And that's why I've always, always, always the joke is on me in anything that I've ever done with the kids. The joke's always on me; they're the ones who come out of it looking better, and and I'm quite glad I've done that. And now I think we're coming to the end of the kids wanting to do anything with me like that. They'll still want to go on the days out, but they just won't want to do the
1: kind of broadcast it. Broadcast
0: it in. Yeah. Well, thing. Yeah, I
1: suppose there's a, a line because what you've created is a you know a, quite a charming archive of memories, where. Yeah. Yeah, back when we were kids, you know, you'd get the odd photo or the odd Polaroid. And you go, oh, that was a nice day out on that. But to capture their their voices and their mannerisms, the fact that, you know, forward thinking to the future, they could show their kids, this is actually what I was like as a child, rather than the, you know, maybe a a grainy VHS where somebody had a camcorder at your cousin's wedding. Yeah. Um, I think is quite lovely but then you're absolutely right that they have their own points and uh, I suppose potential integrity and this is me and I don't want to be broadcasting. Or you get those the other way where the the kids are so into it, they kind of start their own channels and Mm. do their own things as well.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering whether Elsa might want to do that. She's just started really watching YouTube kids and I think she's quite into some of the things. She's not really mentioned doing her own thing yet,
1: but I wonder if that's down the line. But that'd be quite a nice thing given all your experience that you can still do together where yeah. okay you're not on screen together but you can be backstage manager and yeah go, this is the tech and stuff and like, there's a sharing of skills which is quite beautiful i think
0: yeah that would be nice as a but you know she'll be making all the money for herself not for me so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i say all the money like you know.
0: <laughs> all my bewildered dad riches <laughs> You I can did invest in a new cardigan. Yeah, I did. Because um, we, we're nearly, what, well, we're 20 minutes in. We've still not mentioned, like, the big thing that you've been doing, which we need to do in a second. But uh, I just before we do that, yeah. I did do... Um, I was asked by the University of Huddersfield to take part in a, a research study about the... It was, like, it's so specific. It's about the remuneration for... Yorkshire-based content creators. <laughs> it's like Jesus.
1: That's a deep dive, isn't it? Jesus.
0: How Christ. many people are you going to get to talk to? You like, I, there's me, and there's like this other woman who lives in the village, yeah. like who does some really great videos under the name The Reluctant Explorers. Check her out if you're ever thinking of going anywhere in Yorkshire. um But then, who else is? That? I don't know who else <laughs> there is. And we just happen to live in the same postcode, and our kids yeah. go to the same school. um But. um but, yeah, so that was one of the most bizarre things. And they were like, how much of your
1: income is through Bewildered Dad? And I was
0: like, <laughs> 1%, 2% maybe? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I remember the glory days when we started. It was Obviously, there was millions of mummy bloggers. Mm. And when we started doing our campaigns together, I think that it was suddenly you'd put out, like, a request and you'd have brands just chucking money at you and g- gifts. And item. and one that actually came up in my memories, so I'm going to share with him. <laughs> do you. Do you remember the I think it was like a car navigation system? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know so, where we're going with this one. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what we do, boys and girls is basically a, a brand would send us some stuff and we would make some videos. But rather than saying, Hey, this is a great product. You know, Jim and I would get Led astray by each other and do different things. What was it? It wasn't. It was a dash cam. Just, dash oh, cam. I, I still have somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't you strap it to a, like a child's scooter yeah. and go a bit mental? And the brand were really unhappy with it. They really, really
0: hated it. Yeah. <laughs> they could not have hated it more. Yeah. So I, I thought, well, how do you, you know, sell the idea of a dash cam for, for parents? You strap it onto the scooter and see where the scooter goes and i I put it on my daughter's scooter she fell over and there was quite good crashing footage (laughs) she was okay it's fine but yeah that what they didn't like was the uh, rudimentary way in which i attached it to the scooter which they said devalued their brand a little bit Um, but it was
1: about 40 quids worth of dash cam at the end of the day shut up yeah
0: exactly if you want an advert pay for an advert to be made if you want influencers or content creators or whatever you want to call them to make content with your product you lose control really as soon as you give that product to them and yeah. you just have to roll with it because you crash do, with it. you'll crash with it yeah <laughs> because you do you know that's you've given it to them because you want them to do the content so do your own content if you want your own things and it'll yeah. all be boring and no one will watch it
1: exactly or do you do due diligence and look at the previous videos and the tone of voice of the channel yes. rather that we're not going to spend half an hour talking about the features advantages and benefits of essentially a small piece of plastic that's done
0: anyway the big thing either of us have done over the last couple of weeks is go on
1: holiday dan what was it like it was weird it was wonderful so essentially about three or four months ago, it was a rainy afternoon, and I was sat in with my young lady, and we started to watch Travel Man with Richard Adawadi. There's little 15-minute sections and of different countries. And I don't really like this stuff. And we watched it, and there was one about Budapest. And I said, oh, that, that looks really nice, and it's quite cheap. And my, my lovely partner said, do you want to go? He said, yeah. So she got on the internet and booked it, and we went and I realised it was my first actual week's holiday in eight years, Mm. so... About time, right? It was about time, yeah, I've had time off and stuff over Christmas, but never actually gone to a foreign country, Um, so we went to Budapest, which was lovely, but we got there in the middle of a heat wave, so it was a heat wave in the UK, it was in the 90s. Oh. Yeah, and for the boys and girls at home, I'm very (laughs) fair-skinned, right? So we worked out, we were doing about 10 miles a day at sightseeing. And I was just fucking drained. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately the, the, first hotel we were in, it was fucking terrible. Uh, they tried to charge us for extra pillows. They had pillows, which were kind of wafer thin, right? But can we have another pillow? No. going to charge you. Can you change the sheets at least? But no. Um, so yeah, I got a bit tired and grumpy. But Budapest is beautiful. What they've done exceptionally well is a a government ruling, where all the buildings can only go up to a certain height, so there are no tower blocks. There are no gherkins to destroy the thing. And a lot of the architecture is sort of very prisian. So it's absolutely beautiful. Um, There's a great place in what sort of lanes area called the ruins which during, or just after the socialist revolution, there was lots of buildings that were left to decay. And a a few smart people got together and they created these little pockets of bars. So they're they're actually in ruins of derelict buildings. So it's all overgrown and stuff. Um, That was really cool. The the museums are lovely. Um, Halfway through the trip, we jumped on the train and two hours later, we were in Vienna, nice. which I've never been to. And it again, it just showed how bad the British transport system is. Because <laughs> in two hours, right? Mm-hmm. We we had a nice carriage, had somewhere to plug your laptop in there. Wonderful, you know, multilingual guard came in and gave us water and stuff. Um, no passport control, no horrible guards, straight into another country. So we spent twenty four hours wandering around yeah. Vienna which was i keep saying venice which is be hell a lot of trip up but it just shows the south bloody terrible <laughs> uh my geography is but oh I, it's all the same sort of thing all it's, sort all of it's all yeah. foreign it's but all abroad isn't it yeah what i did realize is essentially that my ideal holiday now is that of a 60 year old secretary called marjorie <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey you know marjorie's always got it right
1: she either. she has i like to go around galleries and just wander around and mention the architecture and different doors and stuff like that should we go out and hit the clubs absolutely not if we're not back <laughs> by 9 30 i'm gonna have a tantrum
0: see when we went on holiday we like because we had a shortened amount of time in paris and we two of those days were going to be at disneyland yeah. One day we wanted to take the kids to the Eiffel Tower. We wanted to do more, but we knew there'd be too knackers to do anything more. So we just did that. And there was like basically one day free. And me and Jill were like, we are doing something that we like. So Jill got to go to like a massive flea market um, yep. in the morning. And I got to go to an old town with some lovely ruins. And I'm delighted by it. And also, that turned out to be a great idea because we were just sitting eating our lunch and then all these like army trucks from the First and Second World War started appearing in the square and it turned out there was some massive display going on. So actually, my choice was much more interesting than any of the other three thought it was going to be.
1: Or it could be that they didn't like people from Yorkshire and they were just ganging up on you could be that
0: yeah either way it was exciting so, i mean you know you take the rough with the smooth don't you so budapest yeah. recommended then recommended yeah, but absolutely
1: beautiful, but just not in those temperatures mm. um yeah it's, it's just a very beautiful city the only sort of downside i suppose apart from the the massive heat wave was the delay coming back the traffic controllers have messed up or whatever but at least we we're in the airport without kids because it was very late at night going into the early mornings, mm. managed to get a cup of tea and there was someone to plug your laptop in. So imagine if you're those those poor buggers over the summer holidays where there were massive infrastructure breakdowns. Some people were like delayed for days on end. Trying to do that with an overtired toddler oh. would have been absolutely horrific. So at least it was just two relatively grown ups. trying to get on with each other you sit over there and read your book i'm going to go on there and answer some emails um so yeah it was it was lovely it's just the i suppose the blues are coming back Mm -hmm. you have to go into work and go you know what i've just not looked at my to-do list apart from oh where should we have coffee today what should we do that rather than that 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 and that but yeah go budapest dan says that should be the logo
0: it's, it's approved. Oh, hang on. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, stay there. Stay there. Stay no. there. Approved. Budapest is approved by the Davosol <laughs> Extra Time
1: Podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that's going to get as many mega bucks from whoever their PR campaign is, but uh, we never know, do we? Visit budapest.co.uk. Oh, no, it won't be .co.uk, will it? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe we should have thought this one out. Yes, yes, yes. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> what channel 4 Richard Adewale? Job done. Good idea. Yeah. Um, so that's it. And the other most exciting thing I've done is I've gone full steam ahead into your mum, my dad. <laughs> new <brother>. Oh god! <laughs> delighted. <laughs> I'm delighted. <laughs> I saw where that was going. I didn't realise. Car crash.
0: Um, that gap after that, after your mum. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, what a way to let me know.
1: Um full steam ahead right into your mum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so full steam ahead into your mum, my dad, right? <laughs> no gap in the middle, please.
1: Well, that was a hell of an evening. We all put our car keys there. And well, it, it just... <laughs> Sorry, just having a moment. Have I triggered
0: you?
1: <laughs> just a little
0: bit nervous, you know. Just... <laughs> anyway, tell me about this. I've
1: heard about it. I've not watched yeah. it. I've heard it's good. So essentially, it's Davina McCall, the lovely, lovely Davina McCall, and it's it's pitched as Love Island for middle-aged people. So the premise is that teenagers have put their single mum and dads up. They spend two weeks. In a beautiful country house and get them together. What they don't realize is, or well, the mums and dads were told that uh, there's going to be a panel of dating experts and relationship to guide them and get them to do everything. What they didn't realize it's actually their kids that oh, are all okay. based down the road watching everything. So the cringeworthy fact of seeing your mum and your dad flirt. Mm. And normally, I, I don't like reality shows. You know, Love Island, you can just see the people. They're on there to become Instagram famous, and it's just cheesy. But this, because it's, it's people of our age, I can really relate to, and there's some really genuinely nice folks into it. So I've become quite addicted to the point where, there was an episode last night, and I was boxing with my son, and I was like, looking at the clock during the training, can I get home? because it was on at nine o'clock. so <laughs> you know, Highly recommended. But can you imagine your kids, you know, watching you trying to flirt or, you know, get intimate with another person?
0: I mean, it's bad enough for the other person involved to watch that happen. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, So for my kids to watch, oh, God, no. I would hate for them to have seen me back when I used to flirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. But, yeah, they... I don't know, they set them up on dates, but it is a bit cheesy because it's obviously a short period of time and they're there to find love. Mm. And love is a very natural thing and can take lots of time. So there, there is a kind of a a bit of a forced narrative around it as well. But I like you, but I also like Dave. Oh, but Brian's quite hungry mm. um, and they get into a nice dynamic with the groups and then they do the thing where they bring in two new folks to spice these up, and then two new folks. And there's one guy that they brought in who's playing the villain really well. He's an absolute prick of the highest order. <laughs> um, says, oh, I hate you, but I'm really rooting for you because you're a nice fella. Um, so, Dad LaSalle recommends Your Mum, My Dad. <laughs> Just, hang on. Dad
0: LaSalle recommends Your Mum, My Dad. <laughs> With no. Enough- <laughs> Oh, There's no man. gap in the middle.
1: <laughs> oh, there, I'm actually blushing, so I'm so glad I'm not on camera. Good news. Good yeah. news. yeah. So you have a musical interlude? I think we need it.
0: <laughs> what are we going to play, James? Uh, let's play. We had some from the Vinyl Vandals, a five minutes f- of funk uh, a few weeks ago, and it was really good. So let's play some more five minutes of funk from the Vinyl Vandals. They're your Geordie mates, right?
1: They are. Alvida's ain't pet. <laughs> then I'll bury my arrival, survival, so yeah that that was bummer, Dennis Neville, uh and <laughs> the, the, the rest of the Brickies, oh. and, and Wayne. Oh, uh, what was what was Jimmy Nail's character? Oz. Oz, of course. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And you had the wonderful uh, Timothy Spaud. Yes. As Neville, the brummy, who was really dire, but such an amazing actor.
0: Yes. I don't think he gets enough credit as well, because he is like, um, yeah, he's done so many amazing roles in his life and he's just like completely believable even though he's because sometimes it's a bit difficult when you know a character when you know an actor yeah like well that's just him doing that role but timothy spall you're always like oh i'm really
1: involved with what he's doing it's his face though isn't it he's got like a hanged up face Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's very expressive the the thing i'm not too sure about Alvida's own pet is if you, I think, go back into the second series, there's a bit where there's a karaoke scene and Jimmy Nail gets up to sing, and then that gave the world Crocodile Shoes, uh, which I reckon that shirt you're wearing was probably... <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you want to know my Jimmy Nail fact? Go on. So Jimmy Nail's real name is Jimmy Bradford. Um, okay. He was called Jimmy Nail because he worked in a factory... it was a factory or a dock, I can't remember what... I was reading this story, and this cannot be true, but I have looked at other sources.
1: Uh, It's not the internet, it must be true.
0: Yeah, exactly. He accidentally shot a nail through his foot one day. And so they kept, like, his workmates forever called him Jimmy Nail after that. And then when he went into acting, he just kept that name.
1: (laughs) Is that actually true?
0: I mean, when you say it out loud, it does sound a bit (laughs) like untrue. I I saw it on Wikipedia first, and then I did think I'm going to fact check this. And I saw it some. I saw it reported somewhere else. But then you have that problem, don't you, where someone gets a fact off Wikipedia, and then Wikipedia uses the article they write as a citation for yes. the fact that could possibly have been made up, but because <laughs> it's reported somewhere else, they go, well, it must be true, even though it, it's like the cycle of bullshit. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem that we have in today's society.
1: There we go. But it is, it works as a name, uh, works, works as a name. Yeah. It does fit his character quite well. And probably it's a bit more standout, you know, on a movie poster than Jimmy Bradford.
0: So what you're saying is you don't think he's lying. I don't
1: think he's lying. And he's also bigger than me, so I'm not going to call him a liar. Good plan. Good plan. Uh, he is, but I enjoyed that show. I, I did. It's, it's been
0: a while. Um, I would be up for watching it again. It's a good theme tune, obviously.
1: Um, Working yeah. all night from morn to light. That's living all right. Did they write the sing tune? Sing the thing. I mean, it's got Dennis Waterman vibes about it. it? Again, another reference for the kids. We are are so cutting edge on this. We are TikTok massive.
0: That was an outdated reference when Little Britain were making fun of him 20 years ago. And now here we are, two decades down the line, still doing it.
1: With Well he might be dead, so it won't really matter, will it? No. Uh no, it's fact check actually. Uh I like Dennis Warden. Always have them. Right. Um where 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 I've completely lost track of any kind of running order. Are we doing some? Should we celebrate some wins? And celebrate some wins. Moan about some struggles. Lovely, let's do that. So you're celebrating Sunday League football? I am. One, I've enjoyed that, and I thought it was really good. I'm going to add an
0: extra little dimension on that that happened at the football, which I think uh, is worthy of celebration. It is um, one of the other parents broke the code. And we know the code. The code is the parents of the other kids, you never know their actual names. You just know them as, like barry's dad or you know veronica's mum, or whatever and we were at the first game of theirs and there's this uh parent and i've been speaking i speak to her most weeks at football training and we get on there's a little group of us that kind of you know hang out and watch the kids training and you know have a little chat about stuff and i know her name i only know it because we're on like a whatsapp group and someone mentioned her by name but that doesn't matter how i know i just know yeah but I didn't realize she didn't know my name. Um, and the other day I was looking for something like Seth's water bottle or something. And uh, she'd noticed that the coach had walked off with it. So she went to shout me and she obviously realized she didn't know my name. And she just went, Seth, <laughs> I'm like, that's my son, whatever. And then she did, And then I was like, oh, what said, oh, the coach is taking it. And she was like, I'm really sorry. I don't know your name. And that moment, was the moment of truth and clarity that you never normally get with other parents and it was it was like the the floodgates were open for everyone to go yeah i'm anthony yeah i'm jim i'm you know and it's like yes you've you've broken the curse now we don't have to pussyfoot around mentioning people by name we (laughs) know people's first names and that is an absolute joy that's quite brave of her, isn't it? Or do you think that she had nowhere to go in that moment? I think after she called me by my son's name, I think it was like, yeah, and I just think that was it. There was nothing else to be done. So, it just uh, be Seth's dad, and that's just it. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes I feel, you know, with all this school admin and stuff, I just yeah. feel like I am just the secretary for my kids. So maybe that is what defines me. I'm not sure.
1: That is a shed load that they have these days, isn't they? Really. The messaging, actually, I, my, my son's sort of week three of uh, high school and a kid in his class has started bunking off. Oh. Yeah, and I, so, I, so we got into a long conversation about how much easier it used to be to bunk off. But, but now no. they've got, like, fingerprint identity and retina scanners just to get a Mars bar at lunchtime. Yeah. They do keep... The bad thing on this kid that played hooky is... <laughs> There was a fire alarm. So, obviously, they had to take the register for everything. Mm. Um, so they got busted. And also, another kid in the class grasped them up. But it's like, what's that kid going through for the second week you've just started bunking off?
0: Yeah. So that's
1: a bit worrying. Yeah, there's something that needs uh,
0: a, a, a a loving arm around the shoulder for that.
1: Put your loving arms around me. I don't know. I know you're a Northern Soul man, aren't you? Well, did, did. you watch, did you watch the proms? No, I didn't. And I heard that there was like a Northern Soul proms. There like was it's... stunning, absolutely stunning. And there's a, a young lad on there um, from your way. And he was amazing. So, right. yeah, they, they booked out the Albert Hall, had a big band there and did, you know, 15, 20 classic Northern Soul songs with a massive orchestra. Um, and it's he, called Dean Something or Other. And I highly recommend you go know, see it because his version of Put Your Loving Arms Around Me um, is absolutely amazing.
0: Uh, right. Yeah, I will check that out. Yes. So I read it on on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. I think Stuart McConey was talking about it. And he was, was presenting, like, yeah. Was, right. There you go. Because I think someone had complained that, you know, it shouldn't be at the proms or something like that. Um, yeah. it was so great for winding up gammons. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All these free speech, like, we want free speech. Um, You know, you bloody snowflakes suddenly getting very cross that people were waving EU flags, going, "Ah, stop them doing that, stop their free speech. I don't don't like all free speech. I didn't mean that free speech. And I'm not triggered. I'm just really angry and about to have a heart attack. But yeah, I think someone had complained about there being a Northern Soul one. I was like, oh my God, I didn't realise there was a Northern Soul one. I, I'd i forgot to check it out because that's how my life is at the moment where I hear something go, yes, I'm definitely going to watch that and then forget about it.
1: You know, but it was, I, I think it was like a 50th anniversary of the Wigan Casino, which was the main venue at, at the time. So Radio 6 did... a. Uh, I think it's a day, and they even did a Northern Soul All Nighter. Oh, cool. So, yeah, you, know, you could listen to that on your Walkman or personal stereo, and it was really good. But, yeah, this this young fella uh, was absolutely boom shaking. I will that, ch- ch- check it out. Completely lost track of what we were talking about, by the way.
0: Uh, we were talking about our celebrations. I was celebrating breaking the parent code by talking about Excellent. names, and now we're talking about Northern Soul. And there is a link somewhere, but I can't remember for the life of me what it is.
1: We're off on a tangent again, aren't we? Down the avenue. Actually, talking about avenues, I, I'm going to do what I'm celebrating mm-hmm. is going away, and for two days, I was in charge of Google Maps. Oh, yeah. And as I'm dyspraxic, I do not understand maps. I do not uh, get confused and quite deflated because I used to be, well, I was always late. Now I'm always early at things because I know I'm going to get lost. But I was in charge of Google Maps and managed to get us to places safely. Oh, well done. Good work. But God forbid, you know, pre-internet days where you'd pull out a bloody great map and have (laughs) to track it down and then just look like a muggers pension scheme because they obviously know that you're a tourist
0: yeah i think my dad got um uh pickpocketed a couple of times on various metro systems in european capitals and i think it was because you know the big old fold out the map where am i going what's going on here yeah it's like he's gonna be someone who's got like a a wallet we can nick full of local currency or drachma drachma yeah Pesos or whatever, not peso. Yeah. That's, that's Mexico. It's never been. That's not casually racist. It's
1: yeah. all. It's Johnny
0: foreigners. Whatever. It? They're all the same, aren't they? Marks. Nah. marks. There we go. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, someone mentioned the other day when you'd go on a road trip and you'd print out the AA Rootmaster instructions and it gave Ooh, you like, turn by turn. It's like, it basically like the um,
1: text role-playing game version of a satnav. I think the only good thing that I can think that has come out of Brexit is that you now get a stamp in your passport. Yes, that that is actually
0: quite joyous, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because I think a well-stamped passport is a sign of a well-lived life.
0: I'd love to get another stamp next year as well, but I've spent all my money at Disneyland. So yeah, and you also you lose a lot of passports. Would you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those waste of time, list. if I'm honest. Stamps only last a couple of months before it's in the <laughs> bin or somewhere.
1: Actually triggered. In fact, while we're here, I'm gonna just check.
0: All the passports are together.
1: This is a comedy callback to the first couple of episodes, which got very, very tense listeners. So if you don't know what to talking about, go and go and listen and you'll you'll get the reference.
0: That is a reason to listen. Like uh I think it's episode two where you probably hear the panic in my voice and Yeah, I think it's well worth having a listen to that Um, just just to hear it. Uh, Are you struggling with anything at the moment, Dan?
1: Yeah, there's one thing I'm particularly struggling with, and that's my partner listening to these shows and talking about just how bloody funny you are. Well, what can I say? We were on the train going to Vienna and having a very romantic moment. And he said, oh, Jim's just so funny, isn't it? He? <laughs> He's just uh, I really should start his stand-up comedy, uh, comedy career again. He's just wonderful. And, yeah, I'm actually here. I'm in front of you. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm struggling about. Still my line, like bitch. <laughs>
0: I mean, uh, you did send me a message saying that she'd said that, and it genuinely made my day. Like, I was like, this is a lovely thing to read. But yes, I can see how, you know, the romance of Vienna ruined But If I can ruin the romance of one of the most romantic European cities, then my power is more than I thought it was. Jim Corson, comedy cock blocker. <laughs>
1: All right, where's my LinkedIn? I'm <laughs> actually, talking about your comedy career, Yes. in episode two, we yes. talked about you doing a show. Yes,
0: yes, yes. And we put it
1: out as a... You're going to have some, a level of accountability. Yes. You're going to book a venue. Yes, and yes. How's that worked out? Yeah, I've not done it. Um, <laughs> but no, there is a reason. There's a reason. It's
0: because uh, I'm, I'm working on... No, I'm No, I am working on, on something else, which I am actually starting to put into place so i've got a little thing that that was one thing i wanted to do but there was something else that i wanted to do which was sort of um make more excuses no <laughs> <laughs> it was to do a daily yorkshire yeah. update about interesting things or topical things about yorkshire and i have now put out a couple of those on instagram to sort of test the water and to test the sort of um structure of it so i am actually doing something just not the thing that i said i was going to do i don't think i could do both (laughs) because i've just not got the time but what i am doing i've I've decided that this is what i do
1: because it's just easier um also yeah i thought um do tell the boys and girls a link because you did the speech decibel one that i viewed and i thought that was really lovely as well did not you do the, did a review of sp- the the gig you went to speech? Oh, self esteem. That's it. Speech decibel. Same speech decibel.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a secret. Man. That's only for the
1: cool kids. That's what she puts down at hotels. She, I uh, sound like your nan talking about the popular beat combos.
0: <laughs> that's but he's actually like my like my dad. Like my dad, he he claims he doesn't do it on purpose, but all the way through like my teenage years when i was really getting into music and it, it was about the time of Britpop. it was like early Britpop, pop then you know and so i was getting really into this music and my dad it was like oh i like that song park drive and it's like park drive. <laughs> um but he just like he claims he just can't hold that information in his head um, but I think he did it to wind me up, and still. You know. I think your dad's a
1: genius. I think he And is also, it just when you did that, it sounded just like the sort of thing you would exactly do. <laughs> yes. but you are your dad. <laughs> oh no, I
0: do find myself saying things to the kids. I'm like, oh yeah, my dad would have done that. Yeah. And then there's sometimes where I'll do a joke, and then they'll see him the next day, and he'll do the same joke, and I'm like, oh god, oh god.
1: So how was that gig with? speak easy
0: or whoever it was self-esteem she yeah. was it was actually amazing So uh, my uh i've been really into uh latest album really got into it she's uh she was in a band called slow club as well who were like an indie band that i was into years and years ago and then she got out of that and she's gone off and done her own thing and it's so really different and it's just she's amazing and my wife went to see her a few weeks uh months ago and got COVID, but that, you know, I don't think everyone gets COVID. Was she to blame? Uh, well, possibly, possibly not. Who knows? Okay. You know, I don't want to put, don't want to say it for sure because um, she'd probably sue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she just said she was so good. And then we got tickets for this. It's the homecoming gig. She's from she's from Rotherham, and the homecoming gig was uh, in Sheffield, which is just down the road and uh, we had tickets for it, and then my wife couldn't do it because she was away, so I went with my brother, and it was just, oh, my God, she was good. So um, Bimini from Drag Race was on, which was I was very excited about. It was one of my favourite uh, Drag Race contestants. And uh, Natalie Imbruglia played to support as well, which was bizarre. Also, apparently has done more songs than just Torn, because I was like, I, I recognise this song. I thought she'd just done Torn, but no. But she didn't do Torn, did she? She didn't write that. Shit. No, she covered it's, it. yeah, it's a cover, isn't it? Yeah, which yeah. is gutting because she would be very, very rich now, and she's well, she's probably done all right. Let's face yeah. it, neighbors. Whoever wrote that song is, and that is like a commercial radio step for the entire twenty years of my radio career. Yeah, I think I played that on average once a day. I'm sure I did. So, you know,
1: so were you in the sort of main demographic or were you the groovy old bloke at the gig? So um
0: it was it was very female skewed. She's um okay. she's sort of like a, it's a very sort of um yeah like pro feminist sort of um kind of vibe about it which is cool. That's that's good, you know. I wasn't made yep. to feel like I wasn't welcome, which yep. is good. Um so no, in that sense but like age wise it was quite uh quite a range but i think i was like she has this range of merch which is baseball caps that just say six music dad and <laughs> right, yeah, okay <laughs> so basically she knows that's a big part of a demographic and as you know a six music dad yeah i get in that way i fit into it but there were some younger people i mean most people are younger than me nowadays yeah but, um, but, yeah, no, I, I didn't feel massively out of place. It was one of the loudest gigs I've ever been to. Like, people were absolutely kind of really into it, shouting along, and, um, you know, I've been to a lot of gigs, but decibel levels, <laughs> yeah, know, uh, were, were very high. Yeah, it was cracking. It was just
1: brilliant. Is it... Do you think that was louder, or your hearing's just got worse? Or your... Because I've got this thing where... Um, I'm I'm very aware of noise Mm. now and things, you know, like people that are talking on their phones in the bus or playing music really, really fucking irritate me. Yeah. And I don't just tut anymore, but I get really angry and have to say something and I can feel the tension building up on me because, you know, in the whole scheme, it's probably not that loud, but in that that space, it's too loud. It's, It's
0: invasive, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I don't know if my... My hearing has changed or my perception of my hearing has changed i think right I, it's
0: difficult for me to know because as i say i was in radio for 20 years and i think yeah. my hearing took a bit of a hit in that i mean I, yeah
1: they, too you, much natalie and brilliant. that's it so it's a torn yeah. torn my <laughs> eardrum
0: yeah yeah. So I, I had like one ear test i think they they decided that they were going to like you know give hearing tests but it was fairly early on and then i never got another one it was fine at the time but i i do have problems with making out uh conversations when there's background noise yeah so what i want to do is go for one of those things where they like scoop out your earwax to see if that makes any difference because people say it does make a big difference afterwards
1: well you get an um, ear candles, where you lie on your side and light a candle, and it sort of melts it all away. Right, yeah. And then we'll it a Um Which leads me on to my other new hobby, which is um, there's a TikTok sensation where you've got this thing where it's like a whitehead remover, mm. and women have just been doing it was a blackhead remover. So you can link this tool to your mobile phone. And you can see the sensors of all the pus coming out of people's whiteheads, oh. like Dr. Pop it. And they're just rubbing it all over their boyfriend's face and you can just see all these whiteheads explo- explode or blackheads exploding.
0: Oh. It's so satisfying. Is it though? Is it not slightly disgusting?
1: Yeah, but uh, I really want one. <laughs> okay.
0: Right.
1: So whatever the videos are, whatever the marketing department are, fucking genius. Yeah. Because, it, you know, oh, I really need that in my life. Another gadget that I will probably put in that second drawer down in the kitchen and probably never use. But the, the videos are, yeah, just great. You just see all this pus. Uh... Hi! Another highlight of the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm
0: getting more and more um, suckered in by adverts, or maybe adverts are getting better, I don't know. But oh. I, I very seriously thought about this. some <laughs> an advert for, like, oak wall panelling.
1: I was <laughs> like... I didn't know I needed this. But maybe I do need this, but I, I don't need it. It depends on, I suppose, what channel you're on, because obviously mm. it fits a demographic. So when I, a couple of episodes back, I was talking about my addiction to the bill. And the, so you can see that the the adverts were for a particular demographic. And it's sort of getting older. It's where, you know, if, if you still actually read the Sunday papers, they've got trousers with, like, expand or... or uh, elasticated waistbands—they can—they look quite comfortable, don't
0: they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one of these adverts is one online that I've seen yeah. on Facebook. I've been targeted by it, and it's for a company that makes T-shirts that are meant to fit you better to accentuate your good bits and hide. Your I've got bits. that as well. Yeah. And but there's an advert that they've done, which is by I guess an influencer or whoever. And it's really funny. It's like genuinely the best advert I've seen in a long time. And I don't really just wear T-shirts. I tend to wear shirts more than that. But even I was a bit like, well, I might check them out just in case, just because the advert was so good.
1: Are they like the the spandex pants that Lassie's wear? So it sucks in all your your wobbly bits, doesn't it? I think so. And then
0: it's meant to make you look a bit more muscly as well, (laughs) which I could probably do with, let's face
1: it. No, I think you're kind of a hunk, if I'm honest. Oh, you're too kind. I think if you were on Your Mum, My Dad, I'd be rooting for you. (laughs) If you were on My my Mum, you'd be my dad. Right, now,
0: we've just gone there again, haven't we? Yes. This must be time for a musical (laughs) interlude.
1: It is, it is. So, Jim. Yes. Can you imagine if Coldplay the popular beat combo played their song yellow but it sounded like 80s synth
0: you see i cannot imagine that and that is why i really really want to hear that happening
1: so this is a, an artist a band called deco that i discovered by tiktok tock uh, and they do reimaginations of popular songs in 80s synth style and it's really really clever and it shouldn't work, but it really, really does. So, big up, Deco. Really enjoying the cutting your gym. Look at the stars, look how they shine for you, and everything that you do, you do it right. His name what Jimmy Now did. What, well, he was hit by some art deco. What? He could have been, or he could have dropped a paintbrush.
0: Uh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Could have done.
1: In my head, he's um <laughs> <It's> another reference. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a really dark place that nobody needs to go to.
0: Oh, it's so just all I can see is the end of brush strokes where <laughs> he's painting the wall but once again that is a reference that we are never going to get the teen
1: audience are we again cutting edge absolutely we we have got our finger onto the pulse but pulse is a bit too high and we need to have to sit down <laughs> and to drink less tea apparently apparently so um, where are we up to I'm, I've, we're nearly at the end of the show aren't mm-hmm. we oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dad jokes yes Okay, I've come prepared. Okay, good, good. Right, nice. Okay, so this is going to go badly because I've built it right up. I've been engaged nine times, but never married. That is a lot of near misses. Oh, like it. Very nice. Yeah. Um, and also I've got a new job as a personal trainer to the stars. I'm currently working with 80s pop sensation Billy Ocean. If only there was a song that would help him when times got hard.
0: I know one. (laughs) (laughs) I've got it.
1: (laughs) It's not Caribbean Queen, is it? No. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's not. No. It was Lady and Red. He did a version of Christopher and said, Yeah. <laughs> that that joke went better written, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I was too busy going through
0: red lights past danger. <laughs> <I> like...
1: <laughs> then he got a bit mixed up with a completely different singer. Yeah. And thought well, it's Electric Avenue. Was like, oh, no, no, it's yeah. not. No, no. Exactly. But right. Have you got any to give to me? <clears throat> You need to do it with the voice coder. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, do you want the monster one? I, I want. Yeah, I want the monster. Give me the Joker monster. Terrify the audience. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're already better than me. I've been helped by certain influences, <laughs> Right. <clears throat> crying in multi-story car parks. It's wrong on every level. <laughs> thank you, that thank was you. a sh- that was a shit joke. Yeah. But you already won, so again I'm depressed, and it also means my lovely partner is right. <laughs>
0: it's. I mean, it, 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 this is paid for itself, has not it? Now, just by doing stupid voices, <laughs> I can detract from the quality <laughs> of the joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh.
1: There we go. I'm I'm having a moment. I'm having a flush. So we are at the end of the show. This Mm -hmm. has been 61 minutes and five seconds. Five minutes? 65 minutes? 65 minutes of fatherhood funk and foolishness. As you can tell, we have our fingers on the pulse. So do tune in next week when we'll be discussing the latest topics of the day, such as what Elsie Tanner is up to in correlation... (laughs) Her son Billy's a bit of a wrong'un.
0: I don't want any spoilers out there. And will Liz Taylor and Richard Burton get back together again? Exactly. And how will we cope with (laughs) decimalisation? To add your three shillings worth.
1: (laughs) Get in contact with (laughs) us. Oh, dude. Yeah. Do check out www.dadlessold.com because apart from endeavoring to make each other laugh we do a lot of other stuff as well um we have lots of events coming up so do check that out and do definitely go and check out the archive of bewildered dad because there is some absolutely joyous stuff there and you don't have to be from yorkshire you don't have to have ever set foot in yorkshire um you just have to promise you will at some point you said, but I'm I'm from the other side. My dad's from Lancashire, so I I sp- spit on you. <laughs> spit, 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 spit. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blimey! Until next time, boys and girls. We have been Dan and Jim, and I. Uh, I, I need a moment. This <laughs> has been special. See you soon. cheer out for a bit.